This deep in the woods on the surface I've been consistently working I just stepped into my purpose I know I'll be making them nervous Only been focused on progress Keeping a positive mindset I ain't even turn up the grind yet It's about to be over Meaning the closure Surface thinking podcast Outlast competition Curated by Becky Chad Mentally driven to do the dash Everyday life be moving fast And I know I'm right where I'm supposed to be Timing is everything certainly Used to be doubt Now they all believe Worldwide broadcast globally This is Surface Thinking with Blackie Chat, and I'm so excited to have this next guest in the building with us today. Um, somebody that I met on Instagram, and we've kind of, well, I've followed her life since then, and she's a very intriguing person, so I felt as though it was perfect to have her on here. Everybody give it up for Mariah. Hello, everybody. <laughs> so thank you for being here. I think that, like, it's long overdue. It should have been happening. Um me being too busy and you, you know, being tenacious with hitting me up and checking me on the situation. So I appreciate that. Um, to switch gears, what are you afraid of? It's hmm. a good question. So where I'm at in life right now, I feel like I'm afraid of reaching a higher level because I know that it exists. Um, and, and it's so it's so high up that it scares me because I know that nobody has ever been there that I know personally and, and you talking spiritual um spiritual so on all levels mentally physically emotionally financially so what does that look like on a person can you see it walking down the street like this person is on that level you can feel the energy, yes. Okay. So why are you scared of it, though? Um, okay, I'm going to share experience. I, um, I kind of been, like, studying numerology, right? And numbers mean a lot to me. Okay. Competitive numbers. And the first number that I started to see was 1111. And what 1111 meant to me was that Every time I was going through something that you're on the right track. You're always on the right track, right? And then all of a sudden I started to see a number. It was 1010. And I'm like, what the hell does 1010 mean, right? I've never seen this number. And when I was reading up on it, it was saying something about your people are always here with you. Your angels, whether you believe in God, you believe in your angels, whatever it is that you believe in, they are always with you and they will never hurt you. Whatever okay. you need, it's it's giving to you. Like It's like your angel or God is just sitting there like right next to you when you are going through something. Just like ask for help, right? Just right. ask for help. And I'm just sitting there and I'm so afraid of what I'm going to see. Right. Like, I don't know, like my angel appears like, what am I going to do or how am I going to feel like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, is this a ghost? Like, is this a ghost? Like, am I really safe with this person? But, you know, in my in my mind, I have not yet convinced my subconscious mind that this this thing is somebody who I can trust. Right. And then what I realize is that it's because I haven't fully trust myself. So, wow. Mhm. <clears throat> so, what is it like? So, what got you into numerology? Like, that's just me seeing repetitive numbers. Okay. The eleven eleven was like this whole start of it. 
Yep. That was it. So uh, is this like Jay Z's four four four? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is, is there? So did, is there? Is there a God? Is there a God? Yeah. I am God. Okay. We are gods. Everybody's God. And how did you get to this point where you believe that? Um. I got to this point because, like. When I was searching for myself, I, I kind of like was like, okay, I'm going to go to the Kingdom Hall. You know, I'm going to try to see if I want to become a Jehovah's Witness. Before that, I was in a church. And, I, you know, growing up a little bit, I kind of lived with my grandparents. So, like, I could see, like, you know, like they were Muslim. So, like, there was always something that I didn't like, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I used the analogy of a marriage, right? Like... I'm not going to get into a marriage and not like certain things about the marriage. You know what I mean? Like it's going to, I'm going to always question it. And I don't want to be in a religion, in a religion that I question, you know what I'm saying? Like I shouldn't have to question my religion, right? If it's already well thought out, like I don't want to have to question it, right? It should already be, everything should already be right there. So if I'm going to question something, I'm going to question myself on finding myself on this journey, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because every nobody has it figured out, right? And, like, this is how I was able to get rid of judgment. I don't judge people anymore because I don't judge myself. I understand that I'm not a perfect person. I make mistakes. And I understand that about people, right? I know that certain people don't resonate with me, so I won't be, you know, like, have them around me in my circle. But I can still communicate with them. I can still have a brief conversation with them. You know what I mean? Some people, you know, in a religion, they'll say, oh, I'm not allowed to listen to gay people. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, what do you mean you're not allowed? You could probably get the, you you understand what I'm saying? Like, they probably have something to give you. And the fact that you are pushing people away, you understand what I'm saying? You're you're missing something, right? You're not, you're not whole. Okay. So when you say something, why do you feel like you shouldn't question it? Like anything. Because it, it, because basically it's saying, it's saying, don't question God, just let everything be, right? When you have real deep questions about certain things, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you having deep questions about yourself. So if I'm a religion, right, and I know I'm not supposed to do certain things, um, what I'm going to do is become a very secretive person because I'm going to be hiding and doing these certain things because I don't want these people in the church to know what I'm doing. And I don't want to be that way. I want to be able to express what I'm doing because I'm learning through my mistakes. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. And I don't want to be able to be judged on the way of doing that either. Like, you're not somebody that I want to be around. You don't judge me for what I'm, you know, what I'm doing or what I'm learning from. <clears throat> so how do we teach our kids this? So, um, let's see. Basically for me, I teach my – okay, so – with my son he loves attention he loves to be around people and I'm like that's me all the way right he loves it he will accept somebody taking his toy and not giving it back to him because he wants a friend right no you don't do stuff you don't do stuff like that right you don't accept things because you want friends you have to know who you are you shouldn't want acceptance you shouldn't be looking for me like okay if he draws a picture he wants to ask me if I like his picture I don't, it's not what I like it's what you like right mm-hmm. And like him and his feelings, like somebody talking about him and saying something bad about him because he wants friends so badly. He don't want nobody to say anything bad about him. He wants to be liked. It doesn't matter what they think about you. 
what matters is what you think about yourself. So if somebody called you ugly, okay, thank you. You know, so now he's practicing that whole thing of saying thank you to people who say bad things to him because they're not saying it because they feel that way about you. That's how they feel about themselves. So one of the things for me, I, I, I hear what you're saying and I, I, I understand what you're saying. But one mm -hmm. of the things for me is I'm so scared to be wrong. Okay. Not for me. Mm-hmm. But for the decisions that I'm making for the well-being of my family. Right. So let's just say if I think I got it all figured out mm -hmm. and I teach and instill these things into my family and to my children, mm -hmm. I would hate to realize that 10 years later that I taught them all the wrong things. But that's the part for me that I love. I love that part because if I get something wrong, it means that it gives me a chance to fix it or it gives my son a chance to be able to create a new, you know, something new for his family. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So that's how we that's how we learn. So I don't think of it that way. I think of it like, well, it wasn't it wasn't for me to teach. It was for him. Like certain things that my mom didn't give to me, it was for me to teach. Mm. It was for me to teach my mom. Okay. There's going to be certain things that my son is going to teach me. Like, wow, look at you. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't get that, but you got it. That makes sense. <clears throat> so do you just call this a way of life or the way that Mariah thinks, or do you call this a... I call it the way of how it works for everybody. Everything everything that that I form inside my brain has to work for everybody. If it doesn't work for a whole group of people, then it don't work for me. So how do you see a court system being formed by this? Like an actual judicial system? I haven't thought about that. Because if it works for you, it has to work for everybody. So I heard right. when you said that, I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, so how do we judge? So it's no such thing as judges. No. So how do we judge a person so look, who makes let a me mistake tell you. by shooting so somebody when in I'm, the head? When I'm in school, when I'm in, when I'm being a teacher, I'm in my teacher brain, right? I'm, if, some, if a child do something wrong, mm -hmm. it's not up to me to judge him. The child is going to, I don't want to teach the child what to think. I want to teach them how to think, Right. Because I don't want them to be afraid of me and look at me before they do something. I want them to look at themselves like I don't want to do this because I know this is wrong for me, not because she thinks it's wrong. So it's because when I'm not, because when I'm not around, when I'm not around her, I'm gonna do it regardless. No, I want you to be able to think for yourself. Right. Right. So basically, you make them, like, all right. For example, like if a child say something bad to somebody, right? Mm -hmm. Do you like to be talked to like that? Is that something that you, if I said that to you, would you like it? How did that make you feel? I didn't like that. Well, I want to let you know that whatever you do to somebody is what gets done to you. Mm -hmm. It might not happen now. You might be grown before it happened, but I want you to know that the way you feel right now, if I would have said that to you, it's going to happen to you if you continue to do it over and over again. So where's the discipline in that? The that sounds like a coaching. That, the discipline is that, is a child or whoever understanding what they do you know what I mean not just because somebody else is going to judge them you understand what I'm saying like helping them to dig in deep within themselves and be like because the little girl she always just she listen I work at I'm at a private school so these kids do whatever they want mm -hmm. so she'll say to me she'll be like you're stupid and I'm like you know what thank you Right? I'll really say that to her. And then she'll, and I'll be like, she'll be like, why would you, oh, why do you always say thank you to me? Right? And I'm like, because I don't feel that way about myself. I told her, I said, when you say mean things to people, that's how you feel about yourself. So she said it again. 
but her subconscious mind was convinced because she said, you're stupid. I'm not stupid. So she got it, right? So now she's going to think about the things that she say before she say them because now she's going to realize that I'm only saying it because that's how I feel about myself. Like, you, you can't really, you can only see what you are. Now, can you simplify that? You can only see what you are. Explain that. So, if if you if you say if you say somebody a liar, then you must be a liar, right? Because you're assuming that they're lying, right? Like you're just you're assuming that they're lying. You're making up things inside of your brain, right? Because of something that you might have done or something you know what people do, you know whatever it is, right? So you're making it up inside your brain. Like this person but is a liar. Couldn't that person just recognize what a liar is from just experience instead of it being who they are? That's true, but then if that's the case, then you would try to help that person. You wouldn't just call them a liar because that's your own opinion about that person instead of speaking the facts. I was just talking about that today. So how can you teach a person when you're implying that a person is lying or being untrue to you? You can't. You can't because you're judging them. It's your own opinion. So like the li- <clears throat> I'm going to tell you. You can't, you, can't hurt. you can't help to what you recognize, right? But it's an opinion. Okay. So if I recognize so, a car being black, mm-hmm. and my opinion is it's black, I can't give you my opinion of it being black? It's black, though, but the car is black. Right, but... That's a fact that the car is black. All right, but... But not if telling the truth work, is, If somebody walk into here right now, mm-hmm. and they decide that they want to steal everything, right? Mm-hmm. You, I can say, you're mean! But that doesn't... That's my own opinion. I can call them a thief. That's a fact, Right? Like, you understand what I'm saying? They could say something like, or let's say like a liar. They came in here and they said they wasn't going to, like they told the cops that they not stealing. You won't call them a liar, right? But you came in here, you had on a mask, you had a gun in your hand, and you told me that you wanted money. You're a thief, right? You're not a liar. You're not a, you're not a mean person. You're a thief. Because so, the, the, the definition of a thief is somebody who's, who's stealing, right? Okay. Right? You understand what I'm saying? Like you have to, because that. I was taught to do that, like, when writing down different things or talking to parents about their children. I can't just come to a parent and say, your child is a liar and your child is stupid, or whatever the case may be. I can't say those things. Those, those are my own opinions. Now, I can break down the facts of it. You understand what I'm saying? Now, your child, he stole a pencil out of someone's desk. He took a pencil out of someone's desk. And he said he didn't do it. But when I looked in his desk, the pencil was in his desk. Now, you get to form your own opinion of your child because nobody wants to hear something bad about their children. So, you understand what I'm saying? That's how I formed some, that analogy. So is, are you recognizing something or are you lighting it so you can basically provide the facts where it's obvious and they can depict their own depicted for themselves? Yes. So instead of calling somebody a liar, you say your son stole it and I have proof. Yes. So... No, your son's a thief. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not calling him a thief. I just looked in his in his desk and he had a pencil. Just state the facts. That's it. Like when you when you're dealing with a person, you just so have are to we state saying that facts. we all we both because me it as the teacher and you as a parent have a different idea of what a thief is. Because a thief is a thief. If you stole something, you're a thief. Right. It's an actual Webster that, that, dictionary word that is actually right, universal. Right, but that's what I'm saying. That's parents. a fact. To say that somebody is a thief is a fact, but you cannot say that. You certain things hurt people's feelings, oh, and when okay. we say now, things now, now like that, you sense. understand what I'm saying? When you say things like that, it becomes more emotional than logical. So you it's not about it's not about 
calling somebody this because it's uh, it's my opinion. It's calling them that because or not calling them that because you're trying to be uh, sensitive to somebody's feelings. True. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of different. But you're what supposed we're talking about. not really. But you're supposed. I'm just saying how because you said this person come in here and steal everything, and mm-hmm. I say he a thief. You said he's not a thief. No, I said that he is a thief. He, I, I can't call him mean or I can't call him a liar from telling the police that he wasn't trying to steal. And I can't call him mean because he came in here being all mean. Like, you know what I mean? Being all aggressive with everybody. That Like, for me, I'm always, like, using things like kids do. He's mean, like, right? I can't say that. I can't say he's mean and I can't call him a liar. Even if he tell the police, you call the police, the police come. That sounds and, like tools for conflict resolution more than the actual lifestyle. I don't. Well, you so ask, if a, a conflict resolution that sounds significantly great, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, man, you a liar, right? But instead of calling you a liar to make you really like lash out and get ratchet on me, mm-hmm. I'm gonna just say, I don't recognize what you're saying as being factual, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just just parading around the brain, right? I'm just but doing it's that. Still your own opinion. No, it's facts. It's just you're just trying to tell me to lighten up my blow of how I say the truth. But some people are direct and some people are indirect. You stole something. You a thief. But sometimes people believe people believe themselves. Like, you understand what I'm saying? So if you break it down and give them the facts of things, then they will understand it better. Okay. Like, if you that's say how you, you communicate. That, if you say, I saw you take that candle and mm-hmm. put it in your pocket and walk out the door. Okay. And then I say, I, you a thief. Mm-hmm. Your way is different than mine, but the facts are both congruent. You just want to say you would leave. Yeah, I'm not sugarcoating nothing. You stole something. You, I don't care how you feel about I it. I mean, I'm just saying just to just just to make people think. You understand what I'm saying? Like, just to make people think. You can't just say, like, that one word. You get what I'm saying? Like, you got to make people think. Because you asked you ask me, like, how would I, how would it, how would it work, right? Right. So how would it work in the system? Gonna... You have to make people understand what they're doing. You can't just throw a word at them because guess what? As a child, they probably was told they was a thief to all their life, so that's all they know how to do. But, like, they didn't really look at it like they was doing something wrong because they believed that about themselves. But if you break it down to them and tell them what they're doing, oh, that's what I'm doing. Oh, it really can hurt people. If somebody did that to me, it would hurt. Like, you understand what I'm saying? People don't think about different things that they do because people just use one word. You're a liar. Sorry. You're a thief. So you talk like, about for early education. Right, but then when you it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who you I mean it's easier to process for I mean it's right. easy for you to say this to a kid who's like five, like, Oh, I did hurt somebody. Stabbing him with a pencil is bad. But for a grown man, you cannot have a early childhood education style or tactics for a grown How? man. I mean we I have, want him to understand what he did okay, to me. Like right. if I'm if I'm having a conversation with a guy and I'm not gonna say you a liar. This like I want to I want to break it down to you. Let me tell you something. You left this house, okay? I got a tracking device on your phone. <laughs> Period. Mm-hmm. I got a tracking device on your phone. You didn't go to Earl's house. I know Earl's address. Okay? He was all the way in South Philly. Earl is in Uptown. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. I'm going to, but I'm going to do it in a way I'm being logical because I don't want to be emotional about it. If I just say that you're a liar, 
I'm just going to break down and cry. Like, and you know what I mean? Like, what do you mean? Like, what do you do? I'm going to break it down to you because I want you to feel it. I want you to feel everything that I did. I need you to know that I know everything you did because I did it. I went and I did everything I needed to do just so I know, just so I know that you're not telling me the truth. And I need you to know that I went above and beyond because I care so much. And I need you to know what I did. You you understand what I'm saying? Then not only that, I call we, we got the same we, we with the same um phone company. I called, I got a I got a whole list of the text messages. I so, got them right here. Would you like me to read them to you? At this point, you don't even get you all right, babe. So for me, <clears throat> for me, I like to and I I understand what you're saying. But for me, I like to cut to the chase. I'm not talking so the, the the bad part about life, right? The unfair part the unfair part about life is that like as an adult, it, there is no excuse for breaking the law, even ignorance, right? So the, un, the unfair disadvantage to being an adult is that if you commit a crime, you do the time, right? So they can't have different breaks for adults. You got to have it judged cut and dry straight down the middle. It doesn't matter if you have a mental disorder. It doesn't have matter if your mom and dad wasn't there and you weren't taught not to steal. It doesn't matter if your mom and dad wasn't there or they were there and they taught you this. Everybody has to be judged accordingly, right? So if a 32-year-old man goes into a beer distributor mm -hmm. and steals alcohol and steals money and beats somebody up, I can't have a different idea or a different logic to assume that he didn't know what he was doing. Mm -hmm. You committed a crime. So you do the time, right? You have a whole lot of time in this jail to think about what you did, right? It's not my job to do that. Now, I understand how you do it and how it works for you. But for me, if you stole something from me, you're a thief. I think I, think I don't look at it like that because I don't look at anybody as a bad person. So you don't. So explain. You don't look at people as bad people. Yeah, because like I give people the time to... I need, I want to understand them, right? I want to understand people. Because everybody is born with a clean slate. You understand what I'm saying? Like, somewhere along the line, you learn how to do certain things, and maybe you're stealing because you didn't have things when you was younger. I used to steal because I ain't had nothing. Mm -hmm. But I don't steal anymore because I'm like, once I got a job, I don't have to steal. You understand what I'm saying? But you don't think about it like that. So now judge me accordingly. And now I'm going to be like, okay, I did still. But now you're not even going to listen to why I still and how this became a habit. You understand what I'm saying? Like here, you, I want you to hear me out. But no, there's, there's no hearing out. Like in, in your, your way of thinking, no hearing me out. Now I'm in jail for five years, missing out on time with my son because I learned how to still as a young person because I didn't have money growing up. So I had to have stuff. You get what I'm saying? I, I I get what you're saying. But as I was saying before. You don't care. It's not that I don't care. It's just it depends on what it is. You know what I'm saying? If you come to my store, you steal if a bag of chips. I can question that. I mean, come on, man. What are you in? You stealing a bag of chips? You could go to the bank and steal a million dollars. You come steal a bag of chips. If you think. If you. I don't think a per Nobody is bad. Nobody. Like, I don't what think that way. What are they? Misguided? Misgu they are misguided. Like, I don't think of nobody because once I realized who I was, like, I understand that no person is a bad person. We just go through things. And along the way, we try to make them work for ourselves. And sometimes we become these people who be like, you know what, I don't even care. I don't want to talk about it. I don't even care no more. Like, we shut down. 
You understand what I'm saying? Whereas I'm open to having a conversation. Mm. So what about child molesters and predators? So what happened to them? I'm just asking. I'm asking how you feel because I right. think, I think so we, who, we have well, similarities right. or, or beliefs so, on this. Like, so what happened to them? Like, somewhere along the line, something might have happened to them. Let's let's talk about that. You understand what I'm saying? Something could have happened to them, and they, they're just acting out whatever it is that, that happened to them. But you have to have a one-way cut and dry to, to think about it because, right, there's people out here that's really sick, right, that really have bipolar, right? They really that's have, true. They really mm-hmm. suffer from bipolar, right? But as time has gone on, people have recognized the symptoms and the things that they can say. So people play with this idea of being bipolar when they're really not, right? So when you have people abusing things, you can't cut through who's who's being deceitful and who's really suffering from these things. So I do agree that this, the government, the world has been um, very lazy. You know, we're trying to find cancer. We're trying to figure out, you know, how to figure out uh, how to cure cancer. But we haven't figured out why there are child molesters. And I think it's more of a disease than it is just, I don't know, inhumane or whatever, right? Because, like, it's no, like, you could put a person in jail for selling drugs and mm-hmm. then they can do their time and then come back into to society and say, you know what, I don't want to sell drugs anymore. I learned my lesson. Right. You can put a child molester in prison for 100 years. He get out as an old man. He's still going to want little boys or little girls. That's mm-hmm. just who they are, right? So we haven't done our due diligence to figure out why they, why, they, why they are wired like that. Now, sometimes we are who we are from how we grew up. It could be something that's hereditary. I think, you know, if your dad is a child molester, it's probably you can be one too, right? So you're saying, which, I'm, I'm asking you, what should we do with them? Forget the fact of why, why, why are they, but where should they go and how should we deal with them? I feel like they shouldn't be placed in a place. I, nobody. I feel like nobody should be placed in a place where they they're being punished. Period. Right. I feel like nobody. people need to. No, I so don't. So shouldn't be no prisons. Nobody should be punished for things that they do. People need help. You understand what I'm saying? Like they can be away from people, so but what, they need to be getting help. So what if that help doesn't exist? Then do, do I mean then they. I guess they're getting punished, but like at that point, like I have not thought this through. Okay. All right. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that part. But I, bottom line is I, I don't feel as though that nobody should be punished for the things that they do. So what should happen to them? I'm, I'm like, as we're trying to figure this out, I really want to know. I feel know. like they should be getting help. They can be isolated from people, but they need to be getting help. You know, like they said, and um, I was reading something that say that kids don't get detention anymore in a certain state. They, they get, they do meditation. You understand what I'm saying? Like, people need to be thinking about the things that they do. That's that's what people people feel. People don't meditate. People don't want to close their eyes because people are so scared of themselves. Like, you know, people don't want to be inside themselves. People don't want to deal with the different things that, that, that go on inside them. You know what I mean? That went on inside their life. They rather throw it away, maybe do drugs, molest kids. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Smoke. So what about the people that abuse the system, Alcohol. right? A couple years ago, there was a, a big tornado or a storm in Philadelphia, and it damaged a lot of people's basements and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. they were able to go and get food stamps, right? Mm-hmm. So you had people in line who don't even own houses that was getting two, $300 in food stamps, right? Okay. So with that being the opportunity, if I know 
all you're going to do is isolate me to try to help me. And it ain't nothing wrong with me. That's like putting a person who's not a drug addict in a drug program, right? So I'm going to go down the street. I'm going to get a machine gun. and I'm going to shoot 30 people, put my hands in the air and say, take me to that isolated place and help me, right? You're going to have people that's really going to need help. But then you're going to have people that's going to abuse it because it, it's worth it. It's worth going to over here to Pelican Bay or wherever you want to put me at for a couple months to get help. And then I'm going to come back and do the same thing again. So when you say like, because when I think of people dying, I don't I don't think people die. Like, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Like when you say you're killing people, like I don't think of it like a person is dying. People never die. Like in my in, in my opinion. So where do they go after they die? People are. They reincarnate. They reincarnate and they come back. As, as something, as something, they could be a so tree. They could be another person. Poor they don't Denise know. dies and then comes back as something Ezekiel. else. She could come back as something else. That's somebody else's child now. Mm-hmm. So what about the person but who they lost don't their know. own child? They don't know. They don't know who they are. Like so, when you reincarnate, you come back as another person and you know nothing about your other life. You you get vivid vivid pictures of different things and like what's that? Um, What's that saying? What's that thing that you use? Um, deja vu of different things that happened to you in your past life, but you have no idea of different things that you know. You have no idea. So you're saying there is no crime for killing somebody. It's There's, because they come back to life as somebody else. So if people were allowed. If people were allowed, like if there were, I'm just gonna be honest. I feel like if there were a lot of people in the world that think like me. There will be no crime. There will be no reason to be crime because everybody would be good because they know that they're capable of being good. But the fact that people are told that they're this and they're that, they start to believe that that's who they are because, you know, we have to convince our subconscious mind that this is who we are repetitively. And once you convince yourself this competitively, younger aunts, uncles, whoever, they convince you this is who you are. You grow up and you become that person. Not because that's who you want to be, but because that's who you've been programmed to be. So it becomes hard for you to change who you are. You don't even think about changing who you are unless you want to be reborn again and you wake up because you realize that this is not it for me. This, is, this, this can't be it for me. This is not working for me. This don't this don't this don't make me feel good. So who were you when you were a kid? Who did they tell you you were? They told me I was a hot ass. Okay. Mm -hmm. are, are you a hot ass now? Sometimes. <laughs> okay, that's honest. Right. But, like you know. But do you is it because that's what they taught you you were or told you you were? No. Now I do things because that's what I want to do. Right? I'm not doing it because I I used to be like I'm lonely and I wanted to just be with a guy. Like you know what I mean? Like now I'm not lonely, and I, I can be alone by myself, right? I, I, I just want to, maybe I want to have occasionally have sex with my person that I have sex with, mm -hmm. not because I'm lonely, and I just don't want to be by myself. You understand what I'm saying? Like, be, before it was but just But how, how does that compare to what you, the logic that you had about them telling you that you was a hot ass? Because before it was just like I was just having sex because I just was, and I didn't know why I was doing it. I didn't know why I was doing it. Then I figured it out because I was lonely and I wanted attention. So when I started getting attention, I started getting attention from guys, right? And it just became a behavior of mine. So let me ask you this. Were you a hot ass? A hot ass is, okay. Were you a hot ass? A hot ass is an opinion. But like, if I had to define the hot ass, yes, I was a hot okay, ass. Okay, so are you saying that they called you what you were at the time? Yes, because get, not what I was at the time, because at the time I wasn't even having sex. It just was, I was just being called a hot ass because I like boys. But then I started to act on it. 
oh, I'm hot in the pants. Oh, that mean I'm a hot ass? Okay, well, then I'm a hot ass because I'm about to hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I didn't, now so that I think so about it now, they, but I didn't so think about it So you're saying they then. provoked you to be a hot ass? Basically. You, you told, like, whatever you think you are, whatever you're told that you are as a kid, like, you become that. You do. Or you, like, I said today, lie to you not, my, my, one of my coworkers, she said, in the summertime, I'm a waitress. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can't be a waitress because I'm clumsy and I forget things, right? But I don't do that to myself anymore. I'm like, why would I just say that? I'm not clumsy. I don't forget things. You understand what I'm saying? I don't have to be that person. You know, but, like, I program my brain to think those things because sometimes I do trip. Sometimes I do fall. But now when I'm at this restaurant, if I do work at a restaurant, all right, Mariah, you gotta be on your you gotta be on your P's and Q's. All right, this is this little, you know, little crease in there. You better watch it when you're walking with this plate. Like now I'm more conscious and I'm more aware of when I might trip or fall. Now I'm gonna make sure that I'm doing something to make sure that I remember, you know, something. How am I gonna start to remember something? Maybe I can watch a YouTube video on how to start remembering things. You understand what I'm saying? I could program myself to do these things. It's easy. Hmm. But if you want to believe what people told you about yourself or, like, what you just grew up thinking about yourself, then go ahead. Then that, let, let that just be you. But that's why I said I'm not one person. I'm not. Like, I'm all these different people because I'm growing to be, I don't even know. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Every day I learn something new about myself. I love when people talk about me and say bad things about me. I laugh, and I'll be like, and it helps me to think more about myself it helps me to become better like why did I why did I say that this person was this if I did call somebody a liar why did I call this person a liar am I lying about something am I holding something you know you understand what I'm saying I always start to instantly think about myself when I listen to music now I don't listen to a man bashing song and think about a man that hurt me I think about how much I hurt my damn self I hurt myself. You can't hurt me. I can't. If somebody don't physically put their hands on you, they are not hurting you. You're hurting yourself. Why do you say you're hurting yourself if nobody physically put their hands on you? Because you have the power to not allow their energy to affect you. Do you believe that? I believe that. Do you believe that in every situation you have the power to not let something affect you? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I teach my son that. Like, and I'm like, I wish people would teach kids that. If if my, if my son had a brother or sister and they was calling each other names, do you believe that about yourself? I don't care what he's saying. I don't care what she's saying. Do you believe that about yourself? If you don't believe that about yourself, get out of my face. You understand what I'm saying? Period. Because you're going to be dealing with people all your life who don't like the things you do or who going to say something to you bad because they're jealous of you. You understand what I'm saying? People are just envious. Sometimes people can be just envious and stuff like that. But if you tell them about, like, why they're doing the things that they're doing, they'll stop. My son is going to have the ability to say, you don't really feel that way about me. I think you feel that way about yourself. But <clears throat> I understand taking the high rule, right? And I understand that idea. But when you're a 10-year-old kid, you know, that I know you are, but what in my thing doesn't work all the time, right? You're only teaching them things for the future, but as of right now, as a kid, we don't really understand those things. Oh, they do. 
Because my son will tell you all the time, because I used to underestimate him. We were in the market the, uh, like maybe a month ago, and he was like, Mom, when I leave this store, I'm going to have 50 cents. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I shop at Aldi's. Aldi's is the plug, y'all. Okay? <laughs> Anyways, so he was like, I'm going to have 50 cents. And I'm like, what is he talking about? So he kept saying to people, I'll take your cart. I'll take your cart because, you know, you got to put the quarter in, mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, no, we don't need to take the cart. We got our own cart, right? right? So, but the guy gave him the cart, and he was like, all right, Mom, when you put the cart back, you can give me that quarter, and then I'm going to have a quarter from this one. And I said, that's what he was talking about. So he had, he had it already planned out when we was in line. So I really did say to him, I said, Jayden, I underestimated you. So now he knows what the word means because I gave him the definition. So now when he do certain things, I ask him questions all the time. He was like, Mom, see, you underestimating me. Right? Right. So now he get it. Like, he, he get it, and, like, I can't. No, I'm talking about, listen, because we got our parents, right? Mm -hmm. and, and as a kid, your parent is cool, but at a, t at a certain point, your parent is a square from Delaware, right? You can even look up to your parent and listen to what your parent has to say and love everything that they say. But it's a different world that you're in when you're a kid and you're in that fourth grade, fifth grade class and you have to defend for yourself. So I understand. My mom told me sticks and stones would break my bones, but words would never hurt me. I understand that. But there, there are consequences and repercussions for saying that crazy type stuff. And you getting pushed down the steps, you getting bullied, you getting all of those things. So, how do you feel about the fact that the things that you're teaching your son now might not be implemented till he's older? Because you're dealing with what you want him to be, but you're not dealing with his reality. You want him to take the mature route and and think outside the box and think on the level of you. Mm -hmm. But that's not his reality. So what you saying? Like I'm saying, if somebody physically do something to him, I'm just saying the logic of a kid. You trying to teach a kid something that. But might why be... do you think that they can't? They can't get that concept. No, you could get the concept. You uh -huh. could be a hundred percent right. Mm -hmm. I could be like, my dad told me that this has happened. This happened. Like, mm -hmm. Man, your dad is retarded. You know. So forget the fact that I'm just a kid, just being proud and just walking with their head up and just walking down the street, forgetting about it. It still has a lasting effect, no matter how much you teach them that they tripping. Or, or that they're not tripping, that they're doing the right thing. It's okay walking away. It's okay not enter, in, entertaining those type of things. They mm -hmm. can't hurt you. But the fact is, they might be wanting to listen to what you're saying, but I understand the free will. And I understand the kid doing what they have to do as survival than doing what their parents are telling them to do as what? So it could either be one of two ways, right? I can tell him to do certain things that I feel like won't help him in the future, but being repetitive and telling him the right things to do that's going to allow him to grow will help him more than him listening to what other people have to say because then that will create who he is if he starts to listen to them. But if he listens to himself and build himself up, he'll be good. You understand what I'm saying? Because basically what you're doing is when you're young, you're taking everything that everybody say and you're programming it inside your brain and you're forming your own identity. But if you don't listen to what people say and you do what you want to do, you don't you're not going to care. You're a millionaire. If you say you if you say you're a millionaire and somebody tell you not a millionaire because you don't have a million dollars, they don't need to be around you. You understand what I'm saying? Like, period. Like if he say that if my son say he's a millionaire and nobody is, you know, people laughing at him. And he still believes he's a millionaire, that's fine. Like, somebody logically said, you don't have a million dollars, you don't have this, you don't have that. And he listened to that, he's going to grow up thinking that he can never accomplish these goals because now somebody then took it out of his head. 
But is he, if he's able to think for himself, he's going to always think that whatever he put in his head and he whatever, whatever he wants to be, he can. It's possible. Anything is possible. Whatever he put his mind to is possible. And I think that's what happened to people. People, they, they have these ideas of what they want to be. But then the world comes in and, and, and takes it away from them. I don't know what that is. That means I got used there. Okay. Well, I guess we're going to end this one right <laughs> here. Um, I appreciate you for being here. This is Surface Thinking with Mariah. Take one. It's deeper than what's on the surface. I've been consistently working. I just stepped into my purpose. I know it'll be making them nervous. Only been focused on progress. Keeping a positive mindset. I ain't even turned up the ground yet. It's about to be over. Meaning the closure. Surface thinking podcast. Outlast competition curated by Becky Chad. Mentally driven to do the dash. Everyday life be moving fast. And I know I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Timing is everything certainly. Used to be doubting that they all believe. Worldwide broadcast globally. Believe.